0: Good morning Solano. my name is Xiangling and I have the honor to read today's scripture from Luke chapter 1 verses 39 to 45. Would you please open your Bible and read with me? In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah, When the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. This is the word of God. Thank you.
1: Hey, everybody. Good morning. Coach Kerr is resting the starters today. My name is John, Um, I'm one of the elders here um, at Solano and um, it's good to be together. We're going to do something a little bit different this morning, I'm going to invite the children to come up and sit up here for a few minutes and we're just going to have a little chat. And you can sit, um, maybe you can sit on the floor or you can sit on the steps right here. I'll just, I'm going to move this out of the way for a second, yeah, oh, oh, wow. Can you leave a space for me just, like, right here? (laughs) All right, wow. You can, you don't have to sit on the top step. You can sit, like, you, um, yeah, okay. (laughs) You never know what's gonna happen. Emily, this is not what we talked about. (laughs) Well. Okay, I'm going to go over here then, fine. Let's do this. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you? My name is John. Say hi, John. Hi. (laughs) Um, So it's almost Christmas, right? Is that exciting? Anybody excited about that? Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about that. We have um we have maybe 4 weeks until Christmas. Is anybody excited like kind of hopeful? Yeah. And we get to um we get to kind of be hopeful together here at church too because um, at Christmas, there's lots of things to celebrate, and people celebrate Christmas and the season differently, right? And sometimes, one of the things that we like to celebrate is we like to remember how Jesus came to be born here, and, and we see like, you know, little stories and, and figurines and things that remind us of—they're <laughs> <laughs> really small. <laughs> <I did laughs> Can you see them here? Hold on. Is that better? That better for TV, um, <laughs> um, and, and we get to we get to celebrate how Jesus came um, to live here on Earth. Oh my! <laughs> and there's a story in the Bible that tells about how Jesus was born to a woman. Does anybody remember what Jesus' mother's name was? Like we hear it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you don't have to say it right now. But there's another woman in the in the story. Um, There's two women together, and they're pregnant at the same time. And one of them is Mary, and then there's another woman. Her name was, yes, her name was Elizabeth, right? So there's it's a story of two pregnant women. Do you have you seen a pregnant woman before? Right, right. And do you know? Does does anybody know how long, like for how long, typically a a woman might be pregnant for before she um, delivers a baby? Can you all say it together? Nine. Nine. Yeah, about, about nine months, yeah. So normally it's about nine months. So, so the story that's in the book of Luke takes place kind of during that, during that nine-month period. So this woman, Elizabeth, what's her name? Elizabeth, Elizabeth, right. She was, um, she was getting older and she didn't have any baby yet. And she was, like, I think it was kind of a problem. She, she was probably disappointed about it, right? And, um, and her husband's name was Zechariah. All right, and this angel came to visit Zechariah, the angel came to visit Zechariah, and Zechariah was afraid of the angel. Do you know that angels can be scary? Yes. Yeah. yeah, angels can be scary. I think they're, they can be pretty, the descriptions in the Bible are pretty, like, fierce. Do you have a question? Yeah. Yes, I like that about Christmas too. It's really fun, it's coming soon. I'm, I'm really excited, I'm eager for Christmas, yeah. Okay, and, um, and so the angel was with Zechariah, and the angel said, Zachariah, you're gonna have a baby. And Zachariah, Zachariah was like, well, there's no way, right? I'm old and my wife, Zachariah is kind to his wife. He doesn't say old, he says she's of advanced years. He uses a, a euphemism. And, and, uh, and then, so, um, Zechariah didn't really believe, and so um, he got punished, and so he couldn't speak, he couldn't say anything until the baby was born, right? He got kind of punished for his unbelief. But anyway, um, Elizabeth was really excited about it, and, um, and she became pregnant with Zechariah's baby. And so, um, it's at this time that Mary comes to visit Elizabeth, Mary comes to visit Elizabeth and they get together and they kind of like, um, they kind of stay together for a little while. And when the part that that we just read says, when Mary walked in the door and when Elizabeth's baby heard Mary's voice, the baby leapt inside her, it kind of kicked maybe, right? I don't know, maybe some of you have felt a baby inside kicking a little bit and that's what it sounds like because Elizabeth's baby, was really excited about Mary and Mary's baby. They had kind of a special relationship. But Elizabeth was really kind to Mary. Elizabeth was maybe a little bit older. She was kind of a special, maybe a more special person in the community. And Mary was really kind, uh, sorry, Elizabeth was really kind to Mary and she encouraged Mary. Has anybody ever encouraged you? Somebody encouraged you? Does it feel good to be encouraged? right? Have you ever encouraged somebody else? Yeah. Have you encouraged somebody else? You've said something nice to somebody else. What's something nice that you've said to somebody else? You can do it. Nice. Stop. Yeah. Overindulging. Yeah. Um, You can do it. Yeah. So we can be an encouragement (laughs) to... To other people. Okay, so, so then um, they were together, and, and Elizabeth was encouraging Mary. And then, and then Elizabeth's baby came first. All right, Elizabeth's baby came first. And they asked Zechariah, well, what's his name going to be? But could Zechariah talk? No. No, Zechariah couldn't talk. So he asked, can somebody hand me a tablet? Um, can somebody hand me that tablet? Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, so he had a tablet, and he opened it, and he turned it on, and he wrote the the name of the baby, and I'm going to write it here. Let's see if I can do it. Don't say it if you know it. I'm going to write it right here. Okay, and the tablet said the baby's name. What was the baby's name? It was John. That's right. What? That's my name you remembered. All right. That's my name. And you're a little, um, here, here's a little fun fact also. There are. Not as many as before, but yeah, it is. Wow. <laughs> All right, so a fun fact. A fun fact. Do you remember what John's mother's name was in the story? Do you remember? Elizabeth, you will never guess what my mom's name is. It's Elizabeth. How did you know? So good. That's true. Um, this, the story goes that, that, that I was named after, um, after this person. That's the story anyway. But John, he had, a, um, he had another kind of, he's known by a, a, a more famous name. It's not just John. He was also called John. The Baptist. He became John the Baptist, right? And there's a, um, there's a fun um, question that I like to ask um, people. And, and do you know what John the Baptist and Frosty the Snowman have in common? John the ba- Baptist and Frosty the Snowman? What do they have in common? They both have the same middle name, right? <laughs> all right (laughs) sorry (laughs) so it's fun to be able to it's fun to be able to sit up here for a minute and think about the stories that that are around Jesus' birth right so if you can remember that Jesus and John the Baptist were born about the same time (laughs) and John's mother was named John's mother was named Elizabeth, Elizabeth and Jesus' mother was named Mary. Mary. And they were staying together. And what were they doing for each other? They were encouraging each other. What were they doing? Encouraging each other. Yeah, they were encouraging each other. And do you think they were spending that time feeling hopeful? Yeah, they were excited for what was going to happen. And so this Christmas, oh my goodness. We're almost done. So this Christmas, this Christmas, it's really exciting. And I can see that you're really excited for Christmas. <laughs> and I'm glad you're here. We're glad you're here. And you did a nice job. Thank you for listening and participating. All right, see you later. You can go. Nice job.
0: Where are you actually
1: No, I'm just John. But my mom's name is Elizabeth. That part was true. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> We thought, oh, it's a holiday weekend, there won't be that many kids, it'll be no big deal. (laughs) Oh man, okay. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, thanks. No, 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 (laughs) no. That was fun. Let's do that again. Um, anyway yes it's um it's advent season and um and i don't know if you um what your familiarity is with advent um i haven't always been familiar with advent and and the story of um i mean i know the story of Jesus birth and all but the advent part isn't necessarily like it's not a story in the bible where you know they spent the time together so in case you're not familiar with advent you know typically um it's it's Four weeks before Christmas, and and we're um, sort of leaning into the anticipation of um, of Christ coming into um, coming to the earth to be born as um, as a human, as a baby in a manger. We're sort of celebrating that. So you'll hear hear elements of of like um, kind of loss and longing, where, where things aren't quite right as they should be, not as they should be and the, the hope that Jesus and the gospel brings. And so you'll have themes like today's, um, I think today's candle, the theme was hope. So every week there'll be kind of a different theme as well. Um, I didn't grow up with Advent. I grew up with Advent calendars. Anybody else have a, like a chocolate Advent calendar like, like this? That was all I knew about Advent, um, and really, just like everything else related to Christmas, it's become highly commercialized. And so now at Trader Joe's, you can get an Advent calendar for your cat as well. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's really, that's, that's not what we're doing here. We're not opening doors and, um, and eating chocolate, which is great, right? But here at Advent, we're trying to lean into um, kind of loss and longing and things not being quite as they should be. I was thinking about the um, do you know the Gilman intersection? Like if you've lived here a while, it's just like something, something is wrong here, right? This is not the way it should be. And and so now we're seeing there's hope, right? There's hope that it's gonna be better. And and we're seeing some of that coming, and, and I'm excited for that. So I mean I'm making light of that, but but really the world, the world is not the way it's supposed to be. Right? Things are broken. And we've had like personal loss and and heartache. And as a church here at Solano, we've also had like loss and heartache, and we're like aching for things to get better. And we believe that Jesus is gonna make things not just a little bit better, that Jesus is gonna make everything new. Right. And so that's the hope of, of Christmas, that's the hope of Advent is that Jesus makes everything new. Not a little better, makes it brand new. That's the hope of Jesus coming to the earth. And we also, you'll hear themes about Jesus coming again a second time and the hope that that brings as well. So um, th- those are the, sort of the themes to be watching for in Advent. Would you just take um, two minutes and tell the person next to you your experience with Advent? Did you grow up with Advent? How do you celebrate it now? Two minutes, go. Thank you for that. Everybody celebrates this season a little bit differently. And that's a fun thing. All right, so um, at at Solano here um, this season, we're going to be um, thinking about two things, really. Um, one is, is sort of the, the heart and the spirit of humility um, as we've experienced um, losses and, and, and we're, we're hoping and longing um, for, for what's coming and for things to be um, better and new. And the other, the other sort of central theme of the Advent um, season here at Solana will be um, a song that Mary sings um, later in Luke chapter 1 called the Magnificat. And it's a song um, that she sings, really, of praise and out of humility. And we'll hear more about that next week. Um, but this week, we're going to uh, sort of look at, at this woman named Elizabeth and what happened with her, because she really models um, a humility as well. Um, and before I forget, I'm going to pray. <laughs> uh, Father, we want to um, come before you. Um, with humility, we want to hear your voice. Um, would you open our hearts, open our ears um, to hear what you have for us um, this morning? Um, it's only through, um, through humility that we can hear you. Um, we want to have a heart um, like Elizabeth, uh, modeled by Jesus and his humility. Lord, would you um, still our minds and hearts now? Um, we want to hear from you. Uh, it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So Elizabeth um, is not, we don't always hear this story about Elizabeth at Christmas time, um, but it's right there in the chapter, and, and she and, and Mary had this experience together for, um, for several months, actually, and, and through the story, we hear that they were related. Maybe they were cousins or something, um, which means that, that Jesus and John the Baptist were, were related as well. So Elizabeth was, um, was a little bit older. Um, she She was um, maybe had a higher uh, social or religious status. It says that she was the daughter of Aaron. If you go back and read in Luke chapter one, you'll get the whole story and the, and the part where Zechariah gets visited by the angel and doesn't believe and becomes mute and you'll hear about all those things as well but um they were they had sort of more prominence in in the community and and Mary was just there's nothing we don't know anything about Mary. She was probably young, um, very young, unmarried. Um, we don't know anything about her background. So the assumption is sort of that Elizabeth was kind of a higher of higher status um, than her. But it's also said of Elizabeth that she was faithful. That she um, she followed sort of all the ordinances that were supposed to be followed. Um, and so she would have been somebody that was, that was deeply respected on one hand, but then on the other hand, she was barren, and she didn't have a child um, even into her um, later years. So she is blessed with a child, and, um, and then we read a little bit more about her, and, and we want to learn about her humility a little bit today. So we're going to look at three sort of three elements here today. Um, the first one is, is how we can be humble before God, and the second one is how we can be humble with others, and the third is how we can have um, humility or be humble like Jesus. So the first, um, the first thing that we need to start with is, is our humility before God. And I, just, I saw a quote from Jackie Hill Perry. It just says, humility is basically just agreeing with reality, We need to understand that that God is our creator, and we are created beings. We read in the Bible about the potter and the clay, and the clay doesn't ask questions to the potter. Why have you made me this way? We don't believe that God makes mistakes. Sometimes it's hard to ask, you know, when things are happening to us, you know, why is this happening to me? Why am I like this? And, and I, I wonder, Elizabeth must have wondered that, right? It says that she was faithful and she did all the things that she was supposed to do and still she wasn't blessed with a child. And at that time, that really was how blessing was measured, right? And, and she would have been coming up short on that. She might have felt like, you know, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. God, why are you... Um, doing this to me. But I appreciate that she was faithful anyway, but she must have um, bore some shame um, in her community for that. But I noticed that um, in, the, in the text there, um, when Elizabeth is talking to Mary, one of the phrases that jumps out to me is she says, why, um, why would the mother of my Lord come to visit me? And um, we, we live in a, in a different time now, but, but I think when I was growing, growing up, I used to hear this word Lord more often. And we used to say things more like the Lord Jesus. We used to call him the Lord Jesus. And that, that seems to be going away um, a little bit. But I wonder about this word Lord and, and how we can sort of own that reality with Jesus as Lord, with God um, in charge in charge of, of all of creation. And sometimes I feel like I'm in charge, right? And I, th- I think that's, that's the hard part with humility before God, right? We want to feel like we're in control. Pride is sort of the opposite of humility, right? And I was thinking too, like this, this little device makes me feel like I'm in control. I'm in control, um, I have influence, I have all knowledge, here, right? Anything I want, I can look up. I can make a ton of things happen just by pushing a button, right? And this, this device, it gives us a false sense of, of reality. Like, it gives us, you know, control. But really, we don't have control, right? We want to believe, we need to believe that God is in control. Isn't it uncomfortable when it doesn't work, right? I was out on a hike the other day, and because you know I had my day scheduled, we were gonna go for a hike, we are gonna order some pizza, we are gonna come home and eat it right after, right? And so I thought, well, I'm gonna order the pizza on the phone and it will be ready. When I want it to be ready, I'll get the pizza I wanna get. And of course, it didn't work. And of course, I got frustrated about it. I had to order by phone like a caveman I had to dial the number and call them, but we, we get used to having control, right? It's uncomfortable when we don't have control. Understanding that God is in control is a humbling thing, and that's how we can agree with reality. Um, there's a, a one of one of one of Andrew Hoffman's favorite books. Um, Maybe you've heard him say it. He's probably read it 150 times. Um, It's called Humility by Andrew Murray. And I'll just read one quote. Um, It says, It is easy to think we humble ourselves before God. I'm not sure that's true, but it's easy to think we humble ourselves before God. Humility towards men will be the only sufficient proof that our humility before God is real. That humility has taken up its abode in us and become our very nature, that we actually, like Christ, have made ourselves of no reputation. So we need to be humble before God. We need to recognize that He's in control, that He's our Creator. And we sing about the world being in His hands, but we need to acknowledge Him as Lord. But showing but but, but the proof of that is how we treat others. And so let's, let's look at how Elizabeth um, was humble before others. Remember, we said that she had that higher status. Um, she's called the daughter of Aaron, which means she would have been um, of the tribe of the Levites. Um, remember the 12 tribes? Levi, those were the, the priestly, the honored um, tribe, and she would have been part of that. She would have been older. Um, she had... You know, she had more social capital, we think, and so um, she was she was blessed with a with a child, and and it says that she hid herself for five months, and it doesn't say why she hid herself for five months. But I was just thinking, if Elizabeth is a really humble person, um, and this blessing happened to her, maybe she thought. I don't know, maybe she thought she didn't want to lord it over on others or um, she didn't want to humble brag on Instagram. She, she like kept it to herself. And, and I want to believe that. It doesn't really say why, but, but going with that theme of humility, maybe that was part of it. Um, so Mary comes to visit her, right? And, and Elizabeth instantly knows what's going on, right? And the baby inside her, John the Baptist knows what's going on, and they are excited about it. And so Elizabeth, really in her humility, is an encouragement to Mary. And we see some of those, some of those words are maybe familiar to you, that Mary is blessed among women, and, um, and maybe we can read some of this. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Um, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what is spoken to her. From the Lord, and I love that part of it. Um, Elizabeth is really praising and acknowledging Mary's faithfulness, right? And I love that part of it. And I'm so encouraged by so many of you and your faithfulness. When you when you come on Sunday, that's an encouragement to me. When I see you walking with Jesus, that's an encouragement to me. When I hear you talking about Jesus, when I see you serving the church, when I see you serving your community, serving others, that's an encouragement to me. It's an encouragement to others to believe that that what God says and what God promises is true. We can do that for each other, right? That's an encouragement. I wanna remind us in this season um, of, of Advent and Christmas that we can be an encouragement to each other, right? God's going to speak to us individually, right? God's going to speak to us individually. Maybe you'll get a visit from an angel, but whatever it is, you see that Mary comes in community, right? She comes to be in community with Elizabeth, and that's where this blessing happens. That's where this wonderful song comes um, that Mary is going to sing, um, and we'll learn about next week. I think about um, this blessing that Elizabeth got, and um, you know, when Mary walks in, the first thing Elizabeth says is, "Can you believe it? I'm pregnant." <laughs> that's not what she says, right? She's really focused on on Mary, and that's um, and that's kind of a fun thing to me. And I, I think back to um, to Abraham in Genesis. Um, God tells Abraham, I have blessed you so that you will be a blessing. And I think Elizabeth must have understood that, that idea. That God had blessed her so that she could be a blessing. How have you been blessed? What has God given you? What are your gifts that you're sharing with others? What are the experiences that you've had that God has brought you through? in a way that you can encourage others this season you all have them we all have them right how can you be an encouragement this season it seems like a small thing maybe but when we all do it it becomes a very very big thing becomes a very big thing I want to encourage us I work in education not with kids this small usually um, but I get to see so many um, so many people um, just using their their gifts their time their energy I, I get to see people volunteering after school volunteering on weekends um, I there's teachers that retire and come back and volunteer we had a superintendent retire and come back and volunteer um, I love that that model of humility in serving the community, serving those that might need it more than you. How can we humble ourselves in this season? Um, In Peter, um, he writes, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. How can we be clothed humility my clothing is what i'm wearing out it's what i'm walking around in all day can we wear humility all day can that be what people said i walked in the door and they said nice shirt can people notice that can they notice our humility um, when we walk in the door i want to challenge us and encourage us like elizabeth to be and encouragement to those around us to use the blessings that we've received um, to the benefit of others All right. well I I wanted to to find a, a fun example and maybe talk about um, you know somebody who I thought was really humble and maybe you know maybe you're thinking in your mind oh there's that one person that's really humble and and I <laughs> it was a funny exercise because I thought oh well I I really I really like Jimmy Garoppolo because I think he's kind of a humble guy, and if you know the story, he's, he's the quarterback for the 49ers. Long story. So I was thinking of that guy, and, and then I was thinking, you know, George Washington did this really cool thing, I thought, and, and he had some, some humility. We always hear about Mother Teresa, the Patagonia guy. Do you know that guy that sold his um, company? And, and I think about all these people that did, you know, they did humble things, um, you know, I, I I even thought about you know many of you came to my mind. You you really live a life of humility, and I'm so inspired um, by you. But I couldn't land on anything. <laughs> and and we all know you know we need to look to Jesus, right? So so my my example of humility here is going to be um, about Jesus. Um, and and we know that. The humility of Jesus and the story of Christmas right born in a manger um, a humble um, a humble baby animals no name parents um, really a humble beginning and we know his end you know at Easter time we talk about the humble king riding in on a donkey and in Philippians chapter 2 this is a really important um, section this is this is a part, maybe even you want to think about memorizing, but in Philippians chapter two, it tells the full story from from Jesus. Um, Jesus was God, He was with God, and then He condescended to becoming human, and it tells that story from beginning to end in Philippians chapter two. I'll read it to you. Can you watch here for for? There are several elements there in that section about the humility of Jesus, not just the one where it says he humbled himself. That's a freebie, right? Can you see other examples of where he stepped down and down and down? Tell your neighbor three things right here. Two minutes. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: So
1: Jesus shows here <laughs> Jesus shows here that humility isn't about being weak. Um, it isn't about um, being inactive. It's not a false humility, right? He's still powerful. He's still doing what he's supposed to be doing, but he's doing it with humility. So as I look around the room here, I see some very highly talented, highly gifted um I'll say wealthy, you know what I mean by that? Like most of us have a place to live, a computer, a phone, a job, income. Like we're doing pretty well. We're a pretty um gifted and and I'll say potent body. We have a lot of influence and power here. I I know there's like C-suite executives out here, current and former. I know there's many of us here that have gone to one of the most prestigious universities in the world. There's a lot of high caliber people here. And like Jesus, how do we take that position and understand that blessing and yet own humility toward God and toward, toward those around us. Maybe we can be thinking about that this season too. Humbling ourselves the way Jesus did. Anytime we, we set aside our, our rights or our reputation, um, we're, we're, being, we're owning that humility of Jesus. And I was wondering too, I, I don't have the answer to this question exactly, but I, but I know some of us maybe, you know, there are times when we have felt this word humiliated. It's, it's the same word, right? Humility and humiliated. And there's something different about when somebody humiliates you versus like your choice to own humility. Just something to think about that, and and what is the difference between those two things? I'm kind of curious about that. Email me your thoughts. Anyway, um, humility doesn't mean that you're nobody. It doesn't mean that you don't have gifts and influence. It means you are taking that lower place. You're agreeing with reality, right? Anytime we're setting aside our rights, we're dying to ourselves. Um, I grew up reading the the King James Version. It said that Jesus made himself of no reputation. Anytime we let go of our reputation, that's when we can show humility. When we sacrifice for others, um, when we serve here at Solano, when we serve our community, when we serve um, our friends, our family, Anytime we're patient with somebody, we want to go faster. We want them to go faster. When we're patient with them, we're showing humility. And I really feel like humility is like this elusive and ongoing process, right? Because when you, when you do something right, when you're humble, when you, when you serve, then, then there's, that's good. <laughs> you're doing the right thing, right? But then there's chance for your pride to come in. Like, oh, I I served, I did this thing, I'm good, right? And so it's always, there's always a tension there between doing the right thing and doing it with humility. I I wonder if we'll maybe never quite get there, right, because of that that tension between the two. Anyway, um, we want to be humble before God. We want to be humble with others. We want to be humble like Jesus. Mary stays with Elizabeth um, until just before John's birth. It says um, Elizabeth was, was pregnant for five months and then Mary stayed with her. And we read later in the chapter, um, three more months. So it sounds like just before he was born. And next week, we'll look into um, Mary's song, which she sings um, there with Elizabeth. And I just want you to imagine these two women... Uh, Mary and Elizabeth, um, they're regular people, just like you. Regular people. Um, They've been blessed by God um, so that they can be a blessing. They're living in community. They're expecting, and they're living with expectation, with hope. And just like you and me, they're part of that divine story that God is writing. And it's an exciting thing to think about this Christmas, this Advent season, about these two women encouraging each other, living in community and part of that divine story and that's true of us, right? You are part of that divine story. We are part of that divine story. How, how can we live into that these next few weeks? Father, uh, what a great story this is. What an encouragement Elizabeth is to us. Um, we look at her life and her humility, and it points us again um, to Jesus, to our Savior, to his humility. Um, Father, would you help us and give us strength to be more uh, like him? Would you remind us this season about the hope and the expectation um, that comes from the gospel, that comes from Jesus um, coming here, um, being born here? Would you bring that excitement to us um, in this season, even as we lean into the losses and longings? um, Jesus, you bring us hope. And so for that, we're grateful. Would you bless your word today? Father, we bless you. We love you.